Can Gujarat become only the fifth team in IPL history to finish first and win the thing? Let's find out. It's cricket. Only better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 138. This is the IPL Betting Hub. I'm Ed Hawkins from Betting.Betfair. And to think last week we were, we were worried about dead rubbers. Well, the IPL is very much alive and kicking at the denouement of the group stage. Sam, Sam Collins. Almost like they're trolling us, Edward Hawkins. Three games to call this week. Three games which all have an impact on the tournament outright. Betting.Betfair's Paul Krishnamurti tuned up and ready to go for the action. Hi, Sam. Hello, hello, Paul. And by his side, as always, is SportingLife.com's Richard Mann, ready to go into the battle with the bookies on your behalf. Hi, Sam. Hello, Richard Mann. You sound psyched, psyched for it. Uh, Ed Hawkins, please tell them and the listeners the games they have got to decipher tonight. Bangalore v Gujarat. Bangalore got a win. Rajasthan v Chennai. Rajasthan got a win. And Delhi versus Mumbai. Delhi got a win. Got a win, got a win, got a win. And the got a wins are going up against the not a lot of wins too. We talk about that as we get show 138 underway. Might even find time for a little bit of a wibble on England's new test coach. Now let's get on with the show. IPL outright is coming up in a second, but let's start with test cricket because England have appointed Brendan McCullum as their new test coach, despite him never having coached a first-class side. I'm saying nothing. Uh, first test versus New Zealand is on June the 2nd. On bet for exchange, England are now into 2.44. New Zealand at 2.78 and the draw is at 4.2. I know that Richard Mann and Edward Hawkins indeed are very negative on Brendan McCullum. And I do want to get Paul Krishnamurti's view, but first to Richard Mann. The England squad is to be picked very soon. Who might be in or who might be out, Richard Mann? And does it alter your betting thinking? Well, selection-wise, really interesting. And I suspect there's some players in county cricket who are, who are really disappointed with the move. Look at someone like Dom Sibley. I mean, he, he's not exactly my cup of tea, but he's made a really strong start to the county season. He's gone away and worked on his game. He was all about leg side scoring last last year, but he's scoring through the covers, playing nice and straight. He's averaging 53, but is he really going to be a Brendan McCullum picker? I suspect he'd be very worried with that appointment. Someone like Alex Lees, he's averaging nearly 100 this year. He's the incumbent, but is he going to be a McCullum picker? Will they want someone else aggressive up top to back with Zach Crawley? I think the one thing we can all agree on is that Harry Brook will probably be in that squad. I can't believe he won't be anyone's pick, averaging 151 for Yorkshire this year, three tons. Um, so I think he's about the only one we can we can guarantee. And I think there are obviously places up for grabs. But how much of a say McCullum has on selection and the type of player he wants? It'll be really interesting to see how that one plays out. I have to say, um, Richard Mann, my eyeballs and indeed my my psyche are struggling to sympathise on the. Um, Dom Sibley, but I do hear what you're saying. Uh, I'm going to ask a similar question to Ed Hawkins and Paul Krishnamurti. Ed Hawkins, you're not impressed by Brendan McCullum. Does that make you even keener on New Zealand? No, bizarrely, but I think McCullum is a uh, long-term disaster, I suspect. 
Uh, you know, Big Macs are never good for your long-term health, but they do give you a short kick of sugar and salt and all the bad stuff. It may well make England feel good about themselves for that first test, and I suspect the players will love being around him um, for the first few weeks, but as weeks go by, months go by, and we go into years, I don't think McCullum will have the answers, but it's going to give England a big, big lift, and it makes me more likely to back England because it will give them a shot of confidence, and I'm a little bit worried about New Zealand coming in undercooked after about, I think they've got about four or five players coming in from the IPL, so uh, they're going to be poor conditioned, um, and England are going to have an edge with that uh, McCullum uh, booster. Okay, um, Paul Krishnamurti, coming to you in a second. One more question quickly for Ed Hawkins. When did you come up with that um, Big Mac analogy and how many days have you been waiting to use it? Um, I've already used it. Um, I used it on Twitter and I didn't get much reaction to it, so I'm going in again. Okay, Massively underappreciated tweet, that Ed, I thought. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Give Ed Hawkins some love. Betting.betfair, or whatever his name is, at Cricket Betting, rather. Anyway, um, Paul Krishnamurti, do you agree with Ed Hawkins? Yeah, I do. I do. Absolutely. I mean, my instinct is that New Zealand are value because everything we know about the two sides says that they should be favourite. But I do absolutely share those concerns about New Zealand being undercooked potentially for this first test. And that, you know, just that a new broom can often just yield that sugar rush that um, Ed's talking about. Um, I mean, I don't like to comment really on things like captaincy and coaching because I've never played the game at any level. Um, but you have to look at the Kolkata situation and, you know, raise an eyebrow because there you have a really quite brilliant squad that they never have the same lineup, two games running. They haven't got a clue where anyone bats. They've massively underachieved. Um, and it, everything that I'm hearing suggests that he's got his job largely based on friendships and a kind of, you know, insider job. Um, and again, going back to IPL, I think we often see, and we see it in quite a few cases at the moment, they don't necessarily, the, cap, the right person is not necessarily captain. And very often captains and coaches are frankly clueless. And, you know, we've called them out many times on this show and been right. Okay. Paul Krishnamurti said it here first. I'm right. Listen to me. Excellent. Let's get on now away from that minor minority sport frippery. Let's get on to the real deal, the IPL. Um, Betfair Exchange outright odds for you. We've got 3.0 Gujarat, who will finish in top spot, meaning they have two chances to get to the final. Uh, Rajasthan next at 3.3. Look now are at 5.4. Delhi at 8.4. Royal Challengers Bangalore, who we talked down last week, are at 17s. The rest needing mathematical miracles on run rate. Um, Paul Krishnamurti said last week that Gujarat were value. Um, shortened up a bit now. What's the play, Paul Krishnamurti? I think they're now the correct price at 3.0. Um, you know, we need to just go through the the, um, the rules here of the format. Because the top two have two cracks at reaching the final, really what that means is that the top two teams will take out about 65 to 70% of the book. They'll both be around two to one or maybe a little bit shorter. And the other two will both be about five, six to one. Um I personally am sceptical. I'm going to retain the scepticism I had throughout about Gujarat. They really have defied wisdom. They've hit 59 sixes in the competition. 
that compares to 112 for Rajasthan Royals, and most of the teams have scored 90 plus. You know, that just defies everything we thought we knew about the IPL. Um, and I would also just go back to how often in these franchise competitions have we seen front runners in the points table fall late? And I've just got a feeling it will happen to Gujarat. So I'm sticking with the two teams that I fancied throughout Rajasthan and look now. Um, we'll discuss their matches in due course, but whoever finishes second out of those two would be my pick. Okay. Richard Mann, is spin the key in this tournament? Pitchers seem pretty tired, um, so that presumably favours the spinners. And if so, how does that impact the betting at this point? Two ways to look at this, really. I think for the remaining group matches, I think spin's going to be really important. Look, it's always important, but I think it's going to really decide some matches actually in a really interesting game on Monday at DY Patel. Um Punjab going pretty well in the in what looked a moderate run chase, really. And then Axar Patel for Delhi and Kuldeep Yadav rolled seven overs between them. They ended up with what four for 28 from seven overs, basically killed the run chase. Now there's another I think there's another match to come at DY Patel. There's more at Wankadi in the last couple of games. Spinners played a part there as well. So I, f- I think in those remaining group matches, spin, spin, spin. But then when we get to the playoffs, we've got new grounds, fresh pitches. Don't forget last year's final was played on a rail belt. A CSK got a massive score back in first. Um, so I wouldn't say it's going to decide the tournament spin. Um, but I think for the remaining group matches, it'll definitely have a say. Okay. Ed Hawkins, what have you spotted? Alluding to what Paul mentioned earlier about how often teams who finish in the top spot don't go on to win. Is he right? Of course he is. Only four times in IPL history has the side finishing first won the title. And since the playoff system was changed only three times. However, the second team has won seven. The fourth team has never won and the third team has won once. We've also seen that in the Big Bash as well. Bizarre that the team finishing top can't get the job done. Must be something psychological. Okay, Something to be aware of indeed. Thank you, Ed Hawkins. And with that in mind, pick your winner, please, Richard Mann, and then Paul Krishnamurti. I'm still going with the Rajasthan Royals, and I think things have really turned in their favour in the last week. Yeah, I'll go Rajasthan as well. Okay, thank you very much. Now, tune in after the break for part two. Thursday's game, Royal Challengers Bangalore versus Gujarat from the Wankhede, 3pm UK time, live on Sky Sports. We're expecting expecting the Betfair Exchange market to mature, to make it RCB 2.1 and Gujarat at 1.9. Edward Hawkins, you have some team news for us. Kohli killing it. Uh, well, killing RCB at the top of the order. Duplessis, Patidar, Lomraw, Maxwell, Kartik, Shabazz, Harshal Patel, Hasaranga, Hazelwood and Siraj. Gujarat lining like like this. Sahar, Gil, Wade, Pandya, Miller, Tawatia, Rashid Khan, Kishore, Joseph, Dial and Shami. No, Lockie Ferguson can't get in the team. RCB, disastrous loss versus Punjabs really put them under pressure. They're ranked number nine and number 10 on batting and bowling boundary percentage, respectively. They're not a good side. Vankadi, seven out of 12, 180 plus busted first in the first dig. Uh, two of those which weren't um, going over 180, both by Chennai 97 and 133 v Gujarat in the last two. So we're consistent with this Van Getty pitch. We think it's a good one to bet on. Uh, Sportsbook go 13 to 10, both getting 170. 
Okay, Richard Mann, coming to you first. Ed Hawkins makes quite a compelling case for Gujarat, but any worries that they lose focus with top spot in the bag? Not for me. You're a football man, aren't you, Sam? And if you were rating Gujarat, they were generally a seven or an eight every match. Solid, dependable, and get the job done. I think if they come against up against a side full of superstars, that's when they could come up short. But I think against what is a pretty poor RCB side, a seven or an eight out of ten, they'll see them get the job done. And that's the way their season's gone. So no, Gujarat all the way here. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, last week we talked up a lay of Royal Challengers Bangalore on the outright. Just talk us through how that bet might work for the uninitiated. Yeah, so going back to what I mentioned earlier about how the market should price up the format and the advantage for the top two finishers, RCB were 4.2 to lay for the outright before that match, even though they were far from certain to even qualify, let alone finish top two. In fact, to finish top two, they'd have to win both of their games. Um, Punjab were 2.2 for the game. However, because Punjab won that game, the odds of RCB then quadrupled from 4.2 to around 15 and 18 after one more match. So um, clearly that's completely the wrong price. If you were going to back Punjab, if you fancy Punjab for the game, the far better bet was to lay RCB for the tournament. And of course, this is something that happens every single year. Because of the Kohli factor, I'm sure that's the reason, and maybe to some extent Glenn Max weren't just that superstar line that they always seem to have. RCB are overrated in the outright market, and I can only assume that people are trading it without seeming to realise the format and what a big advantage it is for the top two finishers. Okay, um, and do RCB win here to jeopardise that? I think they, um, I, I actually think they will. I'm not so down on them generally, and I think the fact that Gujarat are really qualified, they might well experiment. I wonder about their depth. Um, I think I'm surprised we haven't seen Ramanula Gurbas. He might get a game. I think that they might push Alzari Joseph up the order. And the fact that we're at the Wanky, they where ideally you want to score in the second half of the innings. I prefer RCB's middle order. So I think they will probably win this game. I, I do think they'll win this game, but whether they qualify or not depends on Delhi. So okay. Okay, thank you very much. Quick fire round. Um, anything in play for you both? Richard Mann, then Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah, so I mean, Glenn Maxwell was a winner for us last week, uh, top RCB batsman. He's definitely in form. He's made three good 30s in his last four knocks. But it seems to be what they're doing, or what Faf Duplessis, the captain, is doing, is trying to make sure Maxwell is held back. So he's he was pushed down to number five when he copped in the last game, which is ridiculous, really, because up the order was, was how he nearly won them the title last year. But I think if you're going to back Maxwell, you may as well wait in play because if Coley gets off to a slow start and he's 15 out or something after four overs, five, six overs, Maxwell's price will drift. But we know what sort of a player he is. He can catch up. And as Paul keeps telling us every week, at this ground, you can catch up you might get seven, eight to one Maxwell. So maybe half stick at the beginning of the innings and then just just top up in play. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti. Okay, uh, just just to add to the previous answer about the lay on RCB. Now, I laid them at 4.2. I cashed out when they hit 15. I took the profit. So absolutely do that. Um, but on the specific game, it's that bet yet again. 
Virat Kohli under 26.5 runs at 5 to 6. It's won in 9 out of 13 matches so far. Okay. Thank you very much, Paul Krishnamurti. Um, straight to Ed Hawkins for the top value. Sportsbook goes 17 to do. Lomro has been batting at number four. It's a mistake. Here's a possible another one for you. Harshal's been batting at number eight. He's 90 to one with Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, ahead of Wanindu, who is 45 to one with his sportsbook. And Shubman Gill, we've really not spoken much about this season. One of the few domestic Indian batters to go well. He's got a win rate bet at a boosted 16 to five with his sportsbook. Last three years winning a shade under 30%. So it's value. Okay. Um, Richard Mann, who or what do you like here? I've just made the case for Maxwell, so I'd definitely be sticking with him this week. And I'm glad uh, Ed mentioned Shubman Gill. Terrific player, and he's just gone about his business quietly uh, this year. A bit like Google at really, but he's getting the job done. I, I could definitely get on board with that one. Same question, Paul Krishnamurti. Okay. Um, well, I'm backing big prices here. Um, it's just kind of throwing a little spanner in the works, the strategy. So we'll add that to it. Shabazz Ahmed, 22 to 1, top RCB bet. One Hindu Hasaranga at 45 to 1, top RCB bet. But as Ed said, Harshal Patel is 90 to 1 and we're batting ahead of him in the last match. He might be worth putting into that little equation. And for Gujarat, Alzari Joseph at 100 to 1, he could well be promoted at some point. And you would think in a game that means nothing to them, it's a perfect opportunity to do it. Okay, some long odds there to keep an eye on. Thank you very much, Paul Krishnamurti, Richard Mann. Remember, all IPL previews are available on betting.betfair with free bet offers, and I'm contractually obliged to say this, Ed Hawkins and Paul Krishnamurti both returning profits in the 20s. Next up, it's games on Friday and Saturday and those best bets. Right, two games to go, so let's crack on. Friday gives us Rajasthan Royals versus Chennai Super Kings, live from the Braybourne, 3pm UK time, live on Sky Sports. Um, Rajasthan are at 1.67, needing a win to finish in that all-important second spot. And here is Edward Hawkins. Here I am. Rajasthan, we think they might line up like this. Jaiswal, Butler, Samson, Padigal, Parag, Hetmeyer back in the team, Ashwin, Bolt, McCoy, Krishna and Chahal. Rajasthan like to bat first, by the way. Seven wins in 11. They've chased only twice in the tournament. Is that a possible weakness? Chennai, Gaikwood, Conway, Moeen, Jagadeeson, Dubey, Dhoni, Solanke, Simajit, Pathrana, Mukesh Chowdhury, the pace bowler, finishing it off. Quite like the look of him. There's no Rayuda, there's no Bravo, there's no Uthaput, there's no Thikshana potentially. Brabon is just full of runs, 10 out of 15, both for 170. Runs 13 to 10, sportsbook go for another one. Average is 179. Okay, Richard Mann. Um, is likely to return. Bolt's return to form. Big performance from him versus look now, Super Giants in that crunch game. Chances to win it. Tournament and you know views on this one generally, please. Rajasthan, I, I think they've they've just got such a good side to potentially win this because they're full of match winners: Butler, Ball, Ashwin, Shahal, Hetmeyer now back. I think they're the sort of side that no one would want to face in the final because for all they can be poor, like everyone else can be poor, it is laced with match winners, and someone could come to the party and take it from you. And I think Bolt coming back to form, he's the kind of the final piece of the jigsaw. Really barren, actually, for wickets this season. 
But when Mumbai Indians won the IPL in 2020 in Dubai, it was ball, swinging the new ball, taking wickets in the power play that was setting up the games for them. He was he was opening up the matches straight away in the power play. And in the last two games, he's got that ball to start swinging again and he's looked really dangerous. If he can keep doing that, and Butler, he's, he's kind of gone quiet now, but the other guys have stepped up as that's happened. I think they've got a lot going for them, Rajasthan. They just need to finish in the top two now, which isn't guaranteed. But I think if they do, I think they'll probably win it. Okay, thank you very much. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, typically sexy statting from Edward Hawkins. So do you take on Rajasthan Royals in a chase, considering they're a bit of an unknown? No, I, I wouldn't be that negative on that front. Um, not least because I really don't trust that CSK bowling lineup at all. Um, my own, and I agree with Rich. I, I think this is a team of match winners, a real quality side, probably the best they've best squad in it, and the likeliest champions. The only negative for me is the price. I mean, they're going to go off four to seven, eight to thirteen, which is pretty short in a um, T Twenty match, and. You know, CSK are experimenting. They've they've got two fantastic openers. They've got very powerful batsmen. They are a team that remain capable of anything. So I would just be wary about betting short odds on, but Rajasthan will be very hard to beat. Okay, thank you very much. Right, quick fire round coming up. In plays, in play angles, etc. Paul Krishnamurti, you go first, please. Yeah, just to reiterate the last point. I mean, I would be prepared to back CSK to do something unlikely to, if they bat first, to hit a really big total with Guyquad and Conway, you know, leading from the front. And if they had to chase a big total and they were a big price, I'd, I'd be interested at that. Okay, Richard, man. Well, let's put me off a little bit, but I was hoping Rajasthan chasing a big total because I thought that was the only way we'd we'd probably boost up the price a little bit. Uh, and and like Paul said, I don't really trust this CSK bowling lineup. So Rajasthan chasing a big score in play, that would be the way in for me. But I must admit, Ed's put me off a little bit. Okay. Um, to Ed Hawkins for the side market value, please. Butler's had a bit of a dip, uh, which was inevitable, but he will be value on your win rate because Sportsbook just won't be able to go short enough for top Rajasthan bat. Does he play the whole tournament, by the way? What if he gets picked by England? Uh, final is on the Sunday and England play New Zealand on the Thursday. An interesting test for McCullum. Stokes basically alluded that Butler was coming back, didn't he? Chennai, look out for prices on Harry Nishant and Jagadeesan, the opening bats by trade. Okay, thank you very much. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, Richard Mann, finish this one off, please. What do you like? Uh, I'm going to stick with Butler. I think, he, you know, he was bound to have a little dip. He couldn't carry on doing what he was doing. I think um, top match batsman, man of the match, that would appeal. Certainly seven to one man of the match would appeal. Um, I am quite interested in this Chennai leg spinner, Prashant Solanke. Came in in the last game, uh, only conceded 18 runs off four overs. He could be a price top wicket taker. Okay, Richard Mann? I'm mad keen on Rajasthan here. I think they just about definitely win, so I'd just be ducking in the man of the match market. Butler and then one of the bowlers, I'd probably just about go Shahal over Bolt because Shahal's had such a wonderful tournament so far. And Devon Conway, top CSK batsman. I know he's had a couple of low scores after we flagged him up, but class act and, and I'll be sticking with him if he's anything around the three, three to one mark. 
Okay, thank you very much. That's a big tick for that one, um, which leads us on to our final game, the Saturday game, which is Mumbai Indians versus Delhi Capitals back at the Wankhede, 3pm live on Sky Sports. As ever, Delhi on a light, late charge to the playoffs, 12 to 1 tip from Ed Hawkins for glory, I recall. Edward Hawkins, tell us more about your brilliance. Well, I won't do that, but I'll give you the possible lineup for for Delhi. Uh, Warner and Safaraz opening the batting. What oh, great combination that is! Mitchell Marsh, Yadav, Pant, Powell, Axar, Shardle, Kuldeep, Nockjay, and Khalil. Mumbai. Goodness me, it just gets worse for this lot. Ishan, Rohit, Varma, Tyler Stubbs. Yeah, I know you've not heard of him. South African kid strikes one hundred and fifty six, so he's got some pedigree. Shakin, David, Sams, Ramandeep, Bumra. Meredith and Karakaya. Mumbai destroyed CSK last time out. 97 all out. They knocked him over for. Vankhadi maintain is good for runs. But Paul Krishnamurti will probably have a stat on that and how best to play it in a bit. Okay. Um, Mumbai looked like a reserve team, Richard Mann. But as Ed Hawkins said, they did hammer Chennai Super Kings. What price do you want to back Delhi? I, th- I think four to five would be fair if, if we could get that interest in what the other guys think. I think Delhi win this. I was down on them at the start. I thought they had a really poor auction, but they're they're just a good side. I'm not saying they're good enough to win it, but I think they're a really solid side. Two good spinners and not Jay coming back in, firing with the ball. He's a fantastic opening ball and brilliant at the death too. I think Delhi definitely win this. Uh, Mumbai, I think they just caught CSK cold last time, didn't they, in the power play? But really, on all we've seen this season, Delhi should be winning this match. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, remind the good folk back home how to win at the Wankhede, please. Okay, first, just to back Rich up there on Delhi, if we get four to five, definitely. I think eight to 11 actually would be fine. Um, now, on the Wankhede strategy, word of warning, really, these pitches, it is a great place for runs. And normally, the strategy is to just bet after the player play around the seventh to ninth over. That one, I think it was nine out of ten matches, overs one. However, it failed in the last two, and the scores do seem to be coming down. We only had five sixes in the last two matches. Um, and before the last game there, Doney won the toss, batted first, said he was said the pitches were all very used and looking very slow. And then after the match, after batting first hadn't worked, he said, well, that didn't work. But he was proven right by the um, lower scores. So I'm not sure that that will pay off in it at this stage of the season. It's something that's hoped forward next year about the batting late runs. Although in general, generally speaking, the boundaries are short there and it is ideal for backing someone to score big at the end of the innings. Okay, um, quick fire round of angles and stats, whatever you fancy. A bit of a free-for-all. Richard Mann first. Delhi to beat Mumbai first six over Scott. I mean, Warner, Safaraz, whoever, Mitchell Marsh, they just go bananas up top. Um, they even outdid um, Punjab on Monday in their match in the first six overs, and that doesn't happen very often. We know how Kings Punjab just go, go berserk from the start. And on the up, opposite side, Mumbai, I mean, really, Ishan Kishan's been very slow this season. Rowitz hardly made a run. We don't even know who's going to bat number three. I think what did they scramble to 36 in the power play against CSK? So if you can get a bet on Delhi to beat Mumbai in the first six overs in the power play, that's the play. Okay. Um, Paul, Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah, um, that sounds good. I like that from Rich. Um, 
I would just say, going back to that point about the nature of the pitch, if a team batting first post 160, I'd be inclined to bat them to defend it. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. Ed Hawkins, you've spotted something. Shh, don't tell anyone, but Safraz, don't be surprised if his blitzy Punjab isn't spotted by sports. We've seen it before. They could well go big prices, but keep it under your hat. For Mumbai, Stubbs could be a prize, a duck VCSK, but we're not phased by that. He's got hitting ability, which cannot be faked. Finally, Sams, also Daniel Sams, who's at number three or number seven in this game, we reckon. So that could be a price there for you. Okay, um, Paul Krishnamurti, what or who do you like? Uh, well, they're interesting. It's just come out with Daniel Sands is often overpriced. He has been as big as 40 to 1 in some games and he is ripe for promotion and why wouldn't they experiment at this stage of the season? Uh, in the last match, Tim Davids was 11 to 1. He would be my pick. He's perfect for the wanky day. Someone who's going to hit boundaries late. Um and once again, Kuldeep Yadav, man of the match, he's going off 14 to 1 or 16 to 1. He's won it four times already in this tournament. Turning pitches, he should come even more into it. And he's a must bet. Hey, Richard Mann, the final word is yours. I'll just back Ed up on Daniel Sams. I think what we've seen from Mumbai all season is a, is a look towards next season. Brevis had a go at number three. They've had a look at the middle order. The now Stubbs is getting a go with a view to next season. So don't be surprised if Sam gets another go at number three. I think they want to have a look at him, see if potentially he could be the next Kieran Pollard. Uh, and in the man of the match market, Paul's flagged up cold deep and I was going to flag up Axar Patel. Two high quality spinners for Delhi. I favour them here anyway, so I'd be dutching them in the man of the match market. Okay, lovely stuff. All done. Now, which of those wages that we've wibbled on will make the best bets? Oh, there's only me left, I'm afraid. A technical issue has robbed us of Paul and Richard, but don't fret. I've got their best bets for you. And they're in form, by the way. Plus eight on last week's best bets. Richard Mann is minus 1.55 overall and Paul Krishnamurti minus 18.7 so he's making his way back after landing a big double. These are Richard Mann's best bets for you for show 138. Two point Rajasthan to win the IPL at 15 to 8. One point Glenn Maxwell top RCB bat v Gujarat. One point on Devon Conway top Chennai bat v Rajasthan and 0.5 points each on Aksar Patel and Kaldeep Yadav, man of match versus Mumbai. Paul Krishnamurti is coming a 2.5 double on Kohli under 26.5 and Delhi to beat Mumbai. One point on Joss Butler to win man of the match for Rajasthan Royals. Then he's having a half a point each on Tim David, top Mumbai bat, and Daniel Sams, top Mumbai bat. And with the dregs which are left, Shabazz Ahmed, top RCB bat at 22s, and Alzari Joseph, top Gujarat at 100 to 1. That's Cricket Only Better done for you, show 138. Don't forget to check out betting.betfair. All the IPL previews are there. And we'll have a big special for the final when that rolls around. Free bet offers as well. See you next time.